This is SportsCenter. Hello there. I'm Mark Robbins. Championship week for college basketball really begins in earnest today. Conference tournaments continuing all over the country. The SEC doesn't begin until next week on Wednesday, but ESPN college basketball analyst Jimmy Dykes says watch out in that tournament and the NCAA tournament for his alma mater. Keep an eye on Arkansas in that SEC tournament because outside of Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, maybe Illinois, Iowa, they beat anybody else in college basketball. I don't care who it is. That's how good I think Arkansas is and how well they're playing right now. Jimmy Dykes, earlier on Marty and McGee here on ESPN Radio. How about the Liberty Flames earning a spot in the Atlantic Sun Conference Final and a berth in the NCAA Tournament all at once? How, you ask? Well, Liberty plays North Alabama in the A-Sun Championship Sunday, but North Alabama still transitioning from Division II to D1, so the Lions are ineligible. In college football, Kansas has put head coach Les Miles on administrative leave as the school begins an investigation into Miles' conduct while he was the head coach at LSU. Two reports from 2013 were released by LSU this week saying athletic di- the athletic director had recommended the school fire Miles for inappropriate behavior toward female students. Miles has denied the allegations in those reports. In the NHL Friday night, Colorado knocks off Anaheim. Ducks have now lost nine straight. Corey Connors of Canada has a one-shot lead after two rounds of the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill in Orlando. Coming up now, Darian Mel. Coming up Monday, the NBA All-Star Game is in the rearview, and now it's time to hand out the first half-season awards. We'll tell you why the MVP is James Harden. I said it, and why LeBron James is no longer top two. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio. Powered by the Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid-Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio, on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. What do you say now? Good morning. We're going to California. On this edition of Off to the Races, joining us in about 10 minutes, John Velasquez, winning Kentucky Derby uh, jockey with Authentic last year. He has some big mounts out in California. We're also going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Downs has their feature race of their meet, the Tampa Bay Derby. We'll also be going to New York, where they'll be running the Gotham Stakes today. All of those Kentucky Derby prep races on the slate as we are heading down to the wire. After today, there'll only be 12 Kentucky Derby prep races left. We thank you for spending your Saturday morning with us on Off to the Races. A great day here in Virginia, a great day in Richmond, where my daughter Hannah is headed toward the 
Farmer's Market there in Bryan Park on this uh, wonderful Saturday morning, and uh, hope you're having a great Saturday morning as well. Let's take it back to last week where there were two major Kentucky Derby prep races, a chance to really see some horses we haven't seen in a while, and maybe let's start with the Fountain of Youth Stakes uh, that was run at Gulfstream Park. Um, The Fountain of Youth uh, was for, of course, three-year-olds that were going a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt and featured a field of, oh boy, how many they have in this race? Looks like ten were featured in this race. Uh, The favorite in the race was Greatest Honor with Jose Ortiz aboard, and Pete Aiello gives us the call of the Fountain of Youth Stakes. As they turn for home, up front, drain the clock, trying to carry his speed from the outside, Papa Toon. Now, Greatest Honor hitting high gear, and here he comes now. Greatest Honor finding his best ride right when he needs to, and he's going to run down, drain the clock to win the Fountain of Youth. Nice win there by Greatest Honor, and uh, we're certainly uh, first race since January 21st and an opportunity to move forward. Really an impressive performance. Winning by a length and a half even money favorite. Shug McGahee, the winning trainer. Cortland Farms the winning owner. And uh, congratulations to those connections. Also, last week, they finally ran the Southwest Stakes at Oaklawn Park. Uh, Just a troubled stakes race in the sense that they could not get it onto the calendar with all the weather conditions that they had been dealing with in Arkansas. And of course, even when they ran it, it was being run in the rain. Uh, This had a field of seven in it, a little bit of a narrow field. It was run under very sloppy conditions. Jackie's Warrior, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvie, was in this race, and so so was Essential Quality. Uh, Those were the big horses. Spielberg was trying to get back on the Derby Trail as well. Vic Stoffer gives us the call of the Southwest Stakes. And here comes the champion, Essential Quality. Essential Quality off the top of the turn, and he's opened up a two-length lead, but Spielberg is running a massive race after him in second. Jackie's Warrior has been defeated. It is Essential Quality, and Spielberg won to a 16th out, and Essential Quality is just too good. Essential Quality, the champion, wins the Southwest misspoke there a little bit. Essential Quality was a horse that won the uh, uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile and comes back and and wins the Southwest Stakes, his first start since the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and Brad Cox, the winning trainer there, and congratulations to those connections. It seems like he doesn't have to bring his racetrack with him. He uh, can run on pretty much anything, and Godolphin gets the win there. Brad Cox is certainly a favorite there, only paying $3.80 for the win. Jackie's Warrior will show up. There's the Kentucky Derby future bet. We'll see that today. Uh, we'll go over that a little bit more with Derby Bill in the late half of the show. But um, Jackie's Warrior, I think, is going to go for the Pat Day mile on Kentucky Derby Day, not in the Kentucky Derby itself. Just that I think the distance is a little bit of a concern there. So uh, while you may see Jackie's Warrior in some of the Kentucky Derby futures, um, I, the thinking now, I think, is and I, I saw that Jackie's Warrior wasn't on the Kentucky Derby future pool that Churchill Downs offers today. So I think Jackie's Warrior is uh, is going to be focused at just going a mile there. Want to uh, 
catch get caught up on some of the Virginia news that has been moving very fast here. And uh, Daryl Wood will join us here on Off to the Races in his leadoff spot uh, at the plate here uh, to start the game. And Daryl uh, joins us now on Off to the Races. Daryl, thanks for uh, spending some of your Saturday morning with us. And just wanted to um, bring you in here. Uh, and boy, it's it's a busy week. It's busy time of year. We're not that far away from the Kentucky Derby and, and the Triple Crown, and even the live meet at Colonial Downs is around the corner. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts uh, and, and what has happened this week uh, to move things forward? Well, yeah, we're uh, like you said, Nick, eight weeks out from Kentucky Derby Day. Uh, just over four months away until Colonial Dance Ushers and it's uh, third season under uh, new ownership and I guess uh, things this week really the tempo of everything really seemed to pick up uh, the the stake schedule was released uh, hopefully Jill Byrne talks a little bit about that later on but um, there's 24 stakes races fans can look forward to at the upcoming thoroughbred season in New Kent which starts July 19th by the way goes seven weeks through September 1st but uh, 24 stakes and I think for the for the first uh, half to two-thirds of the meet, Mondays is going to be the showcase day when you're going to see stakes. Of course, the biggest day is Virginia Derby Day. That's going to be on Tuesday, August 31st, uh, second last day of the meet when the Derby highlights a, uh, a five-stakes program. Uh, but one of, the, one of the days I'm really looking forward to is the second Monday, July 26th, and there's four open stakes there. Uh, the Victory Gallop, the DeHaas, Buckland, and seeking the pearl, they're each going for either a hundred thousand or hundred fifty thousand dollars. But Mondays are really going to be a showcase day here uh, in July and through the balance of August. So, really, something uh, exciting to look forward to. You, this is the time of year you get to go out and uh, breathe some fresh air out on the farms. Uh, where did your ta- travels take you this week? Uh, in front of the laptop. Oh, yeah, no chance yeah. to get out. Okay, yeah, all right. No, no, no travel this week. Just, uh, like I said, the tempo of everything really picked up nicely. So, uh, you know, with the break in the weather and the three big derby prep races uh, today, rather, and, and just uh, getting ready for uh, to announce all these great things here with the Colonial Down season. Uh, if there's any horsemen listening, the, the stall application for the meet is up online now. The condition book should be ready within a week or so. So, uh, everything is just really coming uh, to warp speed, which is which is encouraging. Gathering and squaring up for the meet at Colonial Downs. The uh, Daryl does uh, participates and does a lot of the verifications for the uh, Virginia Certified Residency Program. So, hence the question. The, the many weeks he is he's traveling. It's uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to go out and meet the horsemen uh, out on the farm. So, uh, well. Good to hear, Daryl, and uh, thanks for joining us here on Off to the Races. Uh, uh, just maybe some thoughts for next week. The uh, point-to-point races and the steeplechase meets are not far away, and I think the first one is actually next week. Is that correct? Yeah, for the Richmond folks listening, obviously everybody remembers Strawberry Hill uh, years and years. So what a tradition that we had here. But uh, the, the that type of racing continues uh, with uh, steeplechase events like the Virginia Gold Cup and the Middleburg Spring Races and the Montpelier Hunt Races, things like that. But there's sort of a feeder league that gets horses and riders to that point of participating in that type of event. Those are called point-to-point races, and they're still steeplechase races, but it's kind of the, the, the minor leagues, uh, a feeding ground, so to speak. 
And uh, that takes place in spring, pretty much every Saturday in March and April. So the first one kicks off um, this coming Saturday. And some of these are going are gonna to allow fans. So if you want a road trip, all the information is up at a website called centralentryoffice.com. Centralentryoffice.com. And that's where the list of all the steeplechase and point-to-points are. And a kind of a fun Saturday or Sunday road trip this time of year when the weather's so nice. Yeah, certainly a, a different style of racing than what you see on TV. TV, by the way, for the big three stakes races on Fox Sports 2, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Derby, the San Felipe, and the uh, Gotham uh, will be in that 5 o'clock hour. I know there's a lot of basketball on, and good luck to VCU tonight as uh, they play at, at 9 o'clock. But, um, yeah, that, uh, certainly an opportunity to, to see some racing on TV and, and an opportunity, hopefully, once COVID is behind us, to, to get out out and see uh, racing on on the Virginia hillsides here. So thanks, Daryl, for joining us on Off to the Races. We're going to be moving forward in, in the show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good, Nick. Have a good day. Great. Daryl Wood joining us on Off to the Races this morning. Uh, just wanted to uh, check in here uh, to see about... Um, interview that we had lined up uh john velasquez won the kentucky derby last year with authentic and he has a huge day out at santa anita where the weather looks like to be perfect weather not a factor at any of the tracks that are featured today tampa new york and uh, santa anita all uh, with with good weather forecasts there is a slight chance of rain at tampa bay downs but we're we're going to stay positive and hope that we can get through the the card there without any raindrops but uh john velasquez um we have on off to the races and just uh john i want to thank you for Okay, so as things happen and on off to the races uh, and in live radio, uh, we don't have John lined up just yet, so uh, we'll be uh, reaching out. But maybe an opportunity here to, to kind of go through some of the Kentucky Derby uh, point standings. Uh, we talked about greatest honor with Shug McGay. He's sitting on top of the Kentucky Derby uh, point standings with 60 points with that win. Essential quality Brad Cox's horse in third with 40. Mandaloon, part of that triumvirate that came that's working out of uh, the fairgrounds with Midnight Bourbon and Proxy uh, all in completing the top five. So you have greatest honor with 60 points. Mandaloon, 50 Two essential quality with 40 uh, midnight bourbon and proxy those uh, horses going to be lining up in the Louisiana Derby here which is just around the corner you still have Spielberg there with uh, 17 points Jackie's Warrior as I mentioned will probably not run in the Derby Medina Spirit with 14 points is 10th uh, will be running today in the uh, San Felipe kind of moving down to the bottom of the field of course the Kentucky Derby field with 20 horses um Life is good is running today, and um, so uh, life is good with twenty uh, with ten points there in the twentieth position. And hush of a storm, uh, who was the winner of the Bataglia with ten points as well as well. So as as things happen on the morning at on racetracks here, it looks like uh, we won't have John Velasquez on. So we're going to move on here and uh, pick up and reach out to Jill Byrne, who is in a 
prominent position at Colonial Downs, the uh, general manager of horse racing operations, and she is um, actually down in Tampa uh, doing some of the hard work of recruiting horsemen for the upcoming meet at Colonial Downs, and she joins us now on Off to the Races. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. How are you? Doing fine fine this morning and uh, we thank you for spending some time with us we spoke with daryl wood a little earlier in the show uh reviewing some of the stake schedule uh, that was released this week uh opening day set for july 19th the virginia derby the biggest day of the meet on the last day of the meet august 31st um we're certainly anticipating uh, a race meet certainly after last year which just had a number of issues beyond anyone control in terms of COVID and weather and everything else that that we were facing. Uh, I guess maybe first off, how how eager and how anxious are you? How, you know, looking forward to to hosting this meet again after such a sensational year in 2019. Yeah, of course. Um, just one clarification: our closing day is actually September 1st, so um, the 31st will be Virginia Derby Day with five stakes total on that day, and then we'll close with um, actually five Virginia bread steaks on the first. So yeah, very excited to get 2021 rolling. Uh, 2020 was a challenging year for everybody uh, in all aspects of life. So looking to put that behind and looking forward to 2021 with 21 days, um, great purse structure. Again, we'll be at 500,000 minimum per day which puts us right up there at the the high echelon of racing during that time period. So, you know, we expect really great support from horsemen from all over the country. Robust stakes program, open stakes, as well as the Virginia bred and registered stakes programs. And we're bundling those on days this year, spreading them out. People seem to like to come for, you know, the big days, as well as it works well for horsemen that are shipping from out of town to send a group all at the same time. So I'm um, really looking forward to 2021. And of course, 2019 was such a great success as we brought racing back to Virginia. And, um, you know, it's onward and upward. The Tampa Bay Derby is today. Kathleen O'Connell has has won this race. A lot of people know her from her, uh, you know, training uh, endeavors at, at Colonial Downs. Luis Garcia winning that race uh, at Tampa Bay Downs on that day. But Tampa has sort of had a connection to Colonial Downs through the years, and you know, now that we're uh, let's call it. A hundred days before the meet at Colonial Downs, uh, what is what has been the response from horsemen outside of the state of Virginia? Oh, very, very strong. You know, Allison Deluca, who's our racing secretary, she's the racing secretary here at Tampa Bay Downs, and she's had a lot of inquiries from horsemen. Bill Mott, you know, people Ian Wilkes, obviously Graham Motion, Michael Stidham, uh, Mike Maker from Kentucky, a lot of Kentucky outfits. Um, looking, you know, for that time period to come and race at Colonial. The added days that we have make it, you know, a little more worthwhile for them to ship an entire stable there. We have 900 stalls that'll be available. And, yeah, so a great, you know, horsemen from all over the country, as there were, you know, 2019, obviously 2020, there were so many restrictions on people traveling and shipping and 
who could go where. So, so that hurt everybody around the country. But yeah, great, great interest. And I'm here at Tampa right now on a uh, recruitment role and looking you know, see horsemen. I'm actually going from here to Ocala, and then I'll go to Payson Park, Palm Beach Downs, Palm Meadows with stall applications and just to see everybody and you know answer any questions for them and so it's exciting we're looking forward to really great support from horsemen from all over the country you're now in your third year with your role at colonial downs uh we mentioned of course the the great reopening back in 2019 uh but now that you've you've been back to virginia you're a virginia native a uva grad um you know what have what is your kind of sense of you know now that your feet are wet or or wet again in virginia uh you know in terms of of just response to the meat and the and and um and the, and the facility uh, itself oh, i think very positive obviously 2019 the anticipation for everybody you know in virginia to have this back it was always you know popular destination place of entertainment virginia has such a long history of horse racing of horses so people really revere the horse in virginia and i think look forward to coming out and being able to see the horses watch the horses run and for me to be back home has been fantastic to be back in virginia and you know of course be close to family and but i think the response to the horsemen in Virginia, the breeding program, and just fans and patrons alike that Colonial Downs is back and the support that Colonial Downs group, Rosie's, gives to the entire state, to the local communities, has been so well received and, you know, it's just all a very good thing for Virginia. The uh, looking here on the website, I had to go back and check that closing date. I see why I missed it. Um, but the uh, the post time uh, has yeah. is listed at one forty five p.m. A little bit of a switch uh, going to earlier in the in the afternoon. Um, you know, maybe some thoughts and in, in the strategy of it's it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday racing. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's still early, but you know, with fans, uh, you know what might be the opportunity with fans and in, in the in the new post time yeah 145 post for the monday tuesday wednesday <coughs> excuse me that we're going to go with this year i think you know as far as the fans and spectatorship goes we will follow very closely the governor's mandates obviously and um follow all protocols as that relates to covid with spectators but certainly everybody keeping fingers crossed uh for you know, improvements in that and we'll have tickets going on sale <clears throat> March 15th, which will be exciting for people, even, you know, with the current restrictions. So there will be, you know, obviously the availability for spectators to return to Colonial Downs at this point in time, unless there's any changes. As I said, we'll follow very closely any of uh, the governor's mandates and protocol for Virginia as it relates to COVID. So also with the post time, you know, it's... It just seemed like a good opportunity to to go back to this colonial used to have day racing back in the day. Pardon the pun. Um, mm-hmm. A little easier on some horsemen, maybe shipping in. You know, weather to you tend to get those storms blow in at night. <clears throat> so trying to maybe avoid some of that. You know, we we had such a great year in 2019. Mother Nature was so kind, and then last year she was just the opposite to us with 
hurricanes after hurricanes and trying to get a consistency, make sure, you know, that we can eliminate things that we know we can control uh, to eliminate cancellations and be able to really offer, you know, horsemen a consistent product and know that when, you know, they they come to Colonial Downs to run, they'll get to run. And, you know, we have a fantastic dirt course, too. So if Mother Nature throws hurricanes our way and we have to come off our beautiful Secretariat turf course, um, you know, we do have a fantastic renovated dirt course that all the trainers have raved over. It's the second largest in the country, a mile and a quarter. So, you know, people, horsemen are very confident in both of our surfaces. So this way, and it puts us in a good spot in the simulcast market as well. So we're looking forward to it. Horsemen have been very, um, very positive with the change. That's that's good to hear, and of course, it's it's always great to take care of the horsemen, especially with a with some of the challenges Colonial presents in terms of of location. It certainly looks better on TV, I think, in the middle of the day. It's easier to shoot pictures and everything else uh, when you're uh, when you're in the middle of the day there. Well, thank you, Jill. Uh, we appreciate it. Have a good time down at Tampa Bay uh, Downs today, and. Um, <laughs> You know, we're looking forward to having those horsemen come ba- come back up north in the summer, and uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us on Off to the Races this morning. All right, thanks so much. Have a great day. I look forward to seeing everybody. Hopefully, out at Colonial Downs, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed, and uh, really looking forward to a fantastic season coming up. In 2019, there was not a single day of racing pulled. It's definitely not the case in 2020, uh, where where weather, power outages, and even COVID uh, eventually forced the the early closure of the meet. So, uh, a couple of thoughts there, and and good. To, I'm kind of happy to see that time change. I think it might work a, a little bit better. Um, we're just on the. Uh, uh, upside of a break here on off to the races just before we we go to break on off to the races a, a, a note uh, we will have steve young with our feature with frank vespi uh, on the from the racingbiz.com on the show on the other side of the break uh, they have a stallion peace and justice who actually did win two uh, allowance races out at santa anita during his four-year-old campaign and uh, frank will have that feature a little bit later in the show of course we'll have derby bill watson uh wanted to kind of bring up a, a little bit of a uh, thought here on an event that happened late in the week out at golden gate um out in, in san francisco california where I don't really like to um, increase the visibility of of some of the actors and protesters that have surfaced, especially out in California. It's it's kind of a a similar situation that we're, you know when you're dealing with Super Bowl streakers or or you know uh, you know people that try and get onto the field during certain uh, you know sporting events and and protest or show off or whatever the case may be. And that's what happened out at Golden Gate Fields. Uh, the only reason I am bringing it up is is just to express my disdain with the efforts that they had uh, and their intentions where they disrupted forcing the cancellation of one race and postponing the card when they uh, went out onto onto the racetrack and basically uh, through PVC pipe chained themselves down to the uh, to the course that prevented racing they also ignited some smoke bombs in protest of of what racing um, is and it's um, 
In the past, we would see these protests going to the Kentucky Derby, and we'd see people dressed in feathers and and you know doing you know ridiculous activities that um, you know we didn't really pay a whole lot of mind to. But you know this group has gotten more militant, more hostile in their actions uh, here in recent years, even to the point of hiring attorneys and doing fundraising and hiring staff. You know, trying to put an end to this wonderful sport that we have. You know, thinking that that horses are are twelve ounce baby kittens, and and that tigers should eat veggie burgers, and you know, in in their in their philosophy and their thinking. And uh, and I can just say, you know, anybody that has spent time on the backstretch, like I have, especially at Colonial Downs, understands how these cor- horses are are handled, the care that they're they are given. Um, w- Tragedies do occur on the racetrack. It's it's an unfortunate aspect of the sport, um, and and when they occur, nobody is more affected than the people that deal with these horses and handle these horses and take care of these horses on a daily basis. It's in their nature to compete. That's the way they've been bred. Um, it's the way it has been for centuries, and uh, it, it is just very disturbing when you see this kind of behavior occur on the racetrack what i would my message is don't get taken into what they would have you believe in terms of of the care and 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 the way these horses are are handled um I can remember Robbie Bales uh, in the Preakness back uh, in the mid-2000s with Scrappy T and the the incident that happened with Fleet Alex at the top of the stretch. While he just had completely, um, you know, scored one of the biggest successes of his training career, his focus was on Scrappy T and the health of the horse after the after the two horses collided at the top of the stretch, uh, forcing a fleet Alex to go down to his knees, and of course Scrappy T was also impacted. Remember seeing him going and checking out the horse, even though he had won a major stakes race, even though it was an exciting event, his focus was on the horse, and that is emblematic of thousands of horsemen in this industry. So. Um, just wanted to kind of get my uh, my thoughts out on the incident. I won't speak any more of it uh, because I don't want to bring attention to it. But I do want to to make that point that um, um, you know that that this kind of activity is is just a uh, real discouraging. So. Um, that said, we're going to head the break here on Off to the Races. And when we come back, we'll join Frank Vespi and bring him into the show with his interview with um, Steve Young this, um, uh, uh, and their sire, their Pennsylvania sire, uh, Peace and Justice. Uh, you're listening to Off to the Races, uh, sponsored by theracingbiz.com. You ever lie awake at night, can't sleep, not wanting to see what time it is because that's just going to keep you up? Tonight, try Zequil Pure Z's all night. Unlike other sleep aids, our extended release melatonin helps you fall asleep naturally and then slowly releases so you stay asleep longer through the night. It's non-habit forming with no next day grogginess. Zequil Pure Z's all night so you can fall asleep and stay asleep. Available at retailers near you. Peace and Justice, the fastest son of war front standing in Pennsylvania. 
from the family of champion What a Treat and legendary Coolmore sire Be My Guest. At Stud, Peace and Justice has 40% winners from starters, including stakes winner Like a Salt Shaker, plus Louis Law, Smoke'em Peace Pipe, and Italian Twin, a recent winner at Gulfstream. Peace and Justice, a brilliant miler by Super Sire Warfront, standing for just $3,500 at Blackstone Farm in Pennsylvania. Two chocolate chip muffins coming in. Thank you. Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Hey, can someone get that? Like at Claire's Cafe. To satisfy demand for takeout, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. UFC 259 is this weekend, and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of the title fight. Pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch, and if that happens, you will cash $100. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, so much more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WXGI when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. That's code WXGI for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. For 30 years, the Original Mattress Factory has championed the power of shopping local. Our approach to manufacturing and retail means that every mattress sold in your community is also hand-built in your community. Now more than ever, small businesses need your support. Restaurants, retailers, service providers, and manufacturers are at the heart of every community. And we would like to encourage you to choose local whenever you can. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you today. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> bon dia. Like, good, good day, good morning, I think. I can say, je m'appelle David, but that's probably it. When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. This year is my year to get fluent in Spanish, and Babbel is definitely going to help me do that. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. I've tried other language learning apps and nothing really stuck. Babbel's been a complete game-changer for me. Hoy es miércoles y el clima está muy bueno afuera. Estoy con fome. Yo no tomé café de mañana. Je suis des Etats-Unis et du viento. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at one in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 
back live on Off to the Races with some Pat Benatar, former Richmond resident Pat Benatar, who uh, once worked at a bank and uh, also worked at a Sam Miller Cafe, also a VCU student. Uh, She was a VCU Ram for some time, so uh, Pat Benatar bringing us back on Off to the Races. Just a couple quick notes before we get to our feature with Frank. A Monomoy girl was an impressive winner last Sunday in the Boyakova uh, at um, uh, that was run at uh, Oaklawn, and that was also run in Slop Finite, which is partially owned by Debbie Easter. Finished third in the race. Um, they tried to get to the lead. Finite actually looked pretty good coming out of the turn, but Monomoy girl just the impressive uh, mare that she is a, a very impressive winner uh, finite I just chatting with Debbie Easter a little bit uh, by text uh, maybe headed towards the apple blossom or the Latrion of over Kentucky Derby weekend uh, as her next start so um, just a thought there also attachment rate the Virginia bred that started in the Kentucky Derby last year uh, came back to win an allowance race at Gulfstream Park as part of that uh, Fountain of Youth card uh, so congratulations to those connections our good friend Dale Romans uh, is the trainer of that horse so uh, congratulations to uh, those connections there also um, uh, just as a note, I did hear back uh, from Ron Anderson, who is the jockey agent. John Velasquez uh, just may be occupied. It's 7.30 out there in California. He might be riding some horses or, or taking care of some other business. So um, these... You know, we run on their clock. They don't run on ours, so uh, and rightly so. So uh, we look forward uh, John Velasquez uh, perhaps bringing them back in a future week. Want to turn now to Frank uh, Vespi uh, of the RacingBiz.com uh, with our feature with Frank, who this week has Steve Young. And Frank, take it away. Hey Nick, you, you got me now. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, always, live radio, always an adventure. Thanks a lot, Nick. I'm, I'm going to be joined in a minute here by Steve Young of A1A Racing. And A1A is the owners of Peace and Justice. Peace and Justice, a stallion standing in Pennsylvania, Blackstone Farm. And, and uh, Steve's going to give us the lowdown on him. Steve, welcome to the program. Let me start you with this. Like a salt shaker became the first winner for peace and justice late last september and 13 days later he became the first stakes winner for peace and justice what's it like as a stallion owner watching uh progeny of your stallion get their first stakes win well first off thank you for having me frank um it's different um you know we knew he was a nice horse off of what i had been told i had never really seen him and he broke his maiden fairly impressive at uh, Presque And when he come back, um, it was a tall ask for a horse off of short rest and short uh, foundation of races. And it was very special. He was, uh, he was brave that day and he run very well. And then he turned right around and ran even arguably even better when he was second in the Awad in New York. Yes, they, um, um, Adam Rice took him up there, and um, it was a soft turf. It's hard to say what was going to happen. And um, 
he run terrific that day. He come and got the lead and uh, in deep stretch and, uh, of course, come up on the inside and beat him. But he run very, very good that day as well. Now, Steve, peace and justice uh, on the racetrack. He was a fast horse, but he only won three races. He won $137,000. A lot of horses with that sort of resume don't stand at stud. What made you decide to, to stand him? Well, he's a horse that um, back when I trained, I trained his mother. I know the whole family. We bred him and sold him for close to a half a million dollars as a yearling. He was always a special horse. Um, he is a war front, uh, obviously a Northern Dancer line sire that has more leg underneath him than a lot of those horses. Uh, he was a very, very talented horse in the morning before he made the races for John Sheriffs. And he's a horse that had, um, you know, he had 22-44 speed that he could carry a mile. One he won going a mile and one thirty two and one in California, and when you you know you got a, a Northern Dancer Lion sire over over Smart Strike, which is basically Northern Dancer over Mister Prospector. The horse had a lot of uh, a lot of wow factor things, if you will, that would think that he would, he would have a chance to be a stallion, and um, that's why we embarked on this journey. Talking with Steve Young of A1A Racing Owners of the Stallion Peace and Justice. And uh, Steve, our show here is uh, obviously based in the Richmond, Virginia area, which puts us right near Colonial Downs. In fact, had Jill Byrne from Colonial Downs on earlier in the program. Obviously, a lot of racing, a lot of turf racing at Colonial Downs. I'm thinking that's something that might suit the offspring of Peace and Justice. Frank, one of the reasons we did this is, uh, you know, he's such a versatile sire. Uh, first, he was a vers- versatile horse as a racehorse. Um, he obviously is by Warfront, so you would think that he would he would like the grass. But he was a horse that had fifteen bullet works in his life, ten of them on dirt, uh, five of them on synthetic. And in the Mid-Atlantic region with, uh, you know, with three different surfaces within a couple hundred miles, that was one of the reasons why we thought that he would hit hard in Pennsylvania. As far as Virginia, uh, yeah, this horse, he's only had, uh, he's only had, obviously, his first crop. He's had three horses run on the grass. One run second in a stake in New York. The other one won at Gulfstream. And, um, yeah, I, I think was they get a chance to run on the grass and just open more doors for them. Peace and justice. Oldest uh, offspring are just turned three-year-olds, so uh, still um, early days for him as a stallion. One of the things I thought was interesting, and and uh, on the racingbiz.com we, we uh, had an article about him and, and wrote about this, is his average winning distance was as for – for his two-year-olds last year was almost six and a half furlongs, which was the longest average winning distance of any of the mid-Atlantic first crop sires. That seems to suggest to me that he might get better, his offspring might get better as they get a little older and there's more opportunity to run a route of ground. Well, he's never had a horse not hit the board going long. 
by saying that, I probably jinxed ourselves, but <laughs> um, I couldn't agree with you more. He's a, he's a horse that they, they're going to be quick off of his speed, but um, yeah, they've won going a mile. They've won, got beat going a mile and a 16th. Um, I don't know how far the ceiling is, but they're definitely going to like the second turn. Um, talking with Steve Young here, of owner of Peace and Justice. What kind of response are you getting you know, from the marketplace? Um, we're doing fine. Um, the people in the Mid-Atlantic, um, they don't book mares to stallions as quickly as they do in Kentucky and places like that where you could, you know, you're going to possibly get shut out of the popular ones. So the bookings are always a tick slower than the actual breedings, but he's done very good so far. You know, that's that's one of the, the points to look forward to in him going forward. Uh, his first crop, he had 38 breedings and, um, you know, it's a, it was a small crop, but he's done terrific number-wise. He's had nearly half of his horses that have run and won. Um, I guess three-quarters of them have been in the money. Uh, his Overall, his AEI is very high. His CI off of Equa Base is high. He's in the top five in all of the Mid-Atlantic for uh, first crop sires with a smaller full crop than a lot of them, but... Looking forward, this first crop had 38 mares spread. The second one had 73, and the third one's got 53. So he's going to have more more horses running here. I would think uh, common sense would hope that we would have more horses running in this crop than the last crop. And the horses, he's done terrific so far. Peace and justice, looking like a, a stallion. You want to keep an eye on going forward in the mid-Atlantic. Um, Steve, if people want to get more information or figure out how to breed to uh, peace and justice, what do they need to do? Well, he has his own website. It is peace and justice spelled out uh, with uh, a because you stand in Pennsylvania with PA on the end of it. You can look up anything you want to about him from his race record and his progeny. And there's uh, there's True Nicks and E Nicks where you can mate your mare to him. And he is standing at Blackstone Farm in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. And um, you can either call Christian Black, 717 327 6052. Or Joanne Daw, three five two four three eight six nine seven eight, and um, look forward to your call. All right, that's Peace and Justice standing at Blackstone Farm in Pennsylvania. You can find more at peaceandjusticepa.com, peaceandjusticepa.com for Peace and Justice. Steve Young, thanks for taking a little bit of your Saturday morning to chat with me about your stallion. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and I hope you guys have a great meet down there at Colonial here this summer. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Nick. Kicking it back to you. That was Steve Young, owner of Peace and Justice. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, you bring up uh, 
uh, Smart Strike, who is on the damn side of peace and justice, maybe two of the most exciting races that we ever had at Colonial Downs were the 2007 and 2009 Virginia Derbies, where Strike a Deal and Straight Story finished a combined nose behind Battle of Hastings and Red Giant. I mean, those were just thriller races and uh so we know about performance that can can happen with that smart strike line uh on the turf at colonial downs so uh yeah looking forward to seeing how they progress with their sire peace and justice thanks frank a great interview there all right thank you nick have a great rest of the day and uh can't wait to hear what derby bill has to say Derby Bill, who celebrated his 61st birthday this week on uh, coming up next to handicap the stakes races with us on Off to the Races. Uh, we have the Future Pool that's also there, but um, we got the Gotham Stakes. Uh, these are 50-point races, so these are the highest point totals to date that you can get on the road to the Kentucky Derby races. All three of them are that way. The uh, Tampa Tampa Bay Derby, uh, the, the the Gotham Stakes. The favorite is a horse by the name of Highly Motivated, who is trained by uh, Chad Brown. Javier Castellano gets the mount. 33 uh, degrees at post time, uh, 17 mile per hour northwest wind. So it'll be a little frosty uh, up there on Long Island. Uh, at Tampa Bay, where it's going to be uh, considerably warmer, we got Candyman Rocket as the favorite with Junior Alvarado, uh, that horse trained by Bill Mott. Heard from Jill Byrne a little bit earlier about Bill Mott's interest with uh, Colonial Downs. And then, of course, Life is Good with Mike Smith, uh, four to five in the morning line, breaking from the rail in the San Felipe. It was... Um, Authentic, who won the Kentucky Derby uh, and, of course, the Breeders' Cup Classic last year, also got kind of his ground. This is where he kind of got his uh, his his role started in the San Felipe um, about this time last year. Of course, the Triple Crown being run in the fall last year. But Derby Bill uh, is who you want to hear from when it comes to handicapping. He joins us now on Off to the Races. Uh, before I, we get into the racing, uh, Derby Bill just wanted to, it's a little, of a couple days past, but um, want to wish you a, a happy birthday and uh, 61 times around the sun. Congratulations. Yeah, if you had under 61, pay your bookie. Because I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I wonder what that line was back in the day. <laughs> Long odds you can... on me hitting, uh, going much longer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope to get there. I, I don't know if I can get the distance. You know, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, well, stop, stop preaching about Golden Gates. A beautiful place. I love yeah. Golden Gate Fields. I heard you preaching about them, and then then you made a comeback with a Pat Benatar song. Yeah. Oh, I. Yeah, we we love Golden Gate. I know you. I think that was. Did you go out there? Or was it Bay Meadows uh, that you had the opportunity to visit? You know, got to check that box. Been to, been to Golden Gate. Been to Bay Meadows. Been to Pleasanton Fairgrounds. I think I bet any been anywhere you could bet on anything in Northern California. <laughs> Yeah, great. I tell you what, let's let's start maybe with the futures uh, because there's such a, you know it's the big cap today. I didn't even you know we had Sea Biscuit open the show for us. Of course, won the big cap and made a you know there's a movie done about his his performance. Uh, actually, ran in it twice, but uh, 
three times actually but anyway he did he did finally win it i think it was 1940 when uh seabiscuit uh here comes seabiscuit won this but let's start with the future wager a uh, future wager this is pool four it also includes the kentucky oaks and we were uh chatting a little bit earlier this morning about the oaks derby double which is also available you know it's it's, it's great that you can bet dur- you know doubles and you can bet stakes races over different days but now you can do it months in advance and and really try and get a payoff here uh, you know maybe some some thoughts for those um about the the future wager pool you know what, what do you what do you like in this in this water well horse racing has to be more creative the battle with sports betting is, will force them to make more bets like this available this weekend, if people don't know what we're talking about, you can bet the Kentucky Oaks is Friday and Saturday's the Derby, um, April 31st or 30th, and you get the bet in. And you, it enhances your odds on these horses if they, you know, come back as favorites. And you can get some long shots here like betting NASCAR or betting on uh, golf nowadays. You can bet on the horses now for the Oaks and the Derby and combine it. Like, uh, for instance, here in Nick, the Derby Futures, uh, you my my, I've always tried to take long shots like uh, you know Guillermo or something like that. Uh, Candyman Rocket number two is thirty-one to one, and he runs this week. So by Sunday, the odds will drop if he wins the race. Uh, William Mott's horse uh, collaborate collaborates another one. I like twenty to one, and the great one with uh, is 30, 30 to one. So you can see you can grab some good odds on these horses, and if you tie them with the Phillies on Friday, it really your odds even go up more. So it's an interesting and intriguing Oaks Derby double this time of year uh, to grab hold of some value, just like uh, betting on like uh, you know the Daytona six months ahead of time. I tell you, one horse that I'm really looking at, I, 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 it's just incredible to me how this horse gets put under the radar. Finally, making the Kentucky Derby point pool. And that's Michael Stidham's horse, the leading trainer of the meet at Colonial Downs. 20 to 1 to start the betting when they opened up. Won't change significantly. 45 to 1. And this is a horse that's fourth in the standings and has been racing with that triumvirate, as we refer to him, uh, coming out of Louisiana. Deal for me. You can count. I'm going to have a little bit of uh, sweet action on proxy and hope that that 45 to 1 stays there. Let's go to Aqueduct. Uh, Race 9 on the card is the $300,000 Gotham Stakes, a grade 3, a field of 8. That includes Freedom Fighter, but the favorite is highly motivated with Chad Brown, that Into Mischief. Of course, Into Mischief leading um, Stallion in, or Sire rather, in. Uh, in the country right now or at least has been over the last year over the run uh, comes in winning the Nyquist Stakes which was was run at Keeneland last year debut in, in 2021 uh, what are your thoughts on this eight horse Gotham Stakes well uh, Gotham has uh, always been the uh, New York version of the Derby uh, trial that's produced easy goer secretariat ran in this race and won it Red Bullet, we remember from watching him back uh, 20 years ago or something in live, in person. Uh, so it's just tremendous horses come out of this race. Highly motivated. Uh, Chad Brown, the Prince of New York, as we 
we dub uh, Bob Baffert the Prince of California. Chad Brown, definitely the Prince of Trainers in uh, New York, highly motivated. Uh, uh, four months layoff is the only question I have on highly motivated. Uh, freedom Fighter, as you mentioned, is is Baffert. Uh, you can, when Baffert steps a horse east, he means uh, winter circle-itis is the uh, fever he gets. And Franco up on that horse. I like Freedom Fighter, only because highly motivated is off a free four months break from since the Breeders' Cup. But Chad Brown could be getting the exacta with another horse called Crowded, Crowded uh, Trade, uh, the five horse. So seven, three, five, you could uh, not make a fortune, but you can use them in a, you know, you know, pick three or pick four if you want. So those are the top three I like in that race, Nick. Okay. Yeah, that is... I, I see your angles there, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think the long shots really have a. a I don't see anything yeah. really viable. I was kind of looking a little bit at this uh, wipe the slate uh, coming in from California as well, but uh, you know, if the fast track might help, six to one, it might be worth a look with Doug O'Neill. But yeah, I think uh, the long shots not really a good opportunity is in here the tampa bay derby a much different situation with uh, 12 horses coming in Candyman rocket uh you know seems to be the uh you know the leader of the group comes in after has a win over the racetrack after winning the sammy davis um you know what are your thoughts here in the four hundred thousand dollar uh tampa bay derby grade two yeah, I heard you talk to Jill Byrne. Is she down there looking for Tom Brady, or is she looking for horses? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she's looking for horses, but uh, she might run into them. It, it's been a it, Tom's had a good year. If if she if Tom gives her a pick, she should probably play it. Oh, he loves horse races. He brings Gronk and everybody at the Kentucky Derby. He's been there several times. He loves the horse races. He might be there today, as is Todd Fletcher, who has won four of the last eight Tampa Bay Derbies, and he's made it a target on his repertoire down there. And uh, the Prince of Tampa Bay is now Todd Fletcher. Uh, he has a hidden, what is a hidden stash? Promise Keeper is the one. Uh, if it rains down there, that's a key. you got to watch the weather. Uh, rain in the forecast for beautiful Tampa Bay uh, downs today. So hidden stash and Promise Keeper. Uh, Candyman Rocket. The only issue I have, the Sammy Davis winner, which is a prep race for the Tampa Bay Derby, the winner of that has only won one out of ten Tampa Bay Derbies. So, you know, it's usually don't come back fast enough, fast and do well out of the Sammy Davis, but that's a quality horse there on the future wagers. But this one's just bettable, Nick. It's, uh, if you can beat Candyman Rocket, you're going to get $10 on any horse that wins this race, including Helium. Mark Casey, another one that has a shot. So this is a great betting race if the weather holds a little bit. If it gets real muddy, go with Promise Keeper, Pletcher. This horse just loves the wet surface, so Promise Keeper. I like a horse here, super strong, coming in from Puerto Rico. Uh, has a win on the slot. Might have a little bit of a price at 8-1. Uh, to one. Only about 30 seconds here to go over the San Felipe. Uh, life is good is the one horse for Baffert. Does this horse get beat? Uh, I like I like life is like Baffert, like life is good. I'm going to try to beat him with Dream Shake here. Uh, Dream, Joel Rosario up there just bred for the distance and just 
five to one has the value there. A, whole, a race that's won, like you said, by Authentic, California Chrome, Fuchiazzi Pegasus, Sunday Silence. Just a monster race on the Derby Trail. So you'll look for somebody coming out of here winning this and then go on okay. to the Santa Anita Derby. If life is good, it could be good if you fed him, but you won't make a lot of money. Okay, want to thank everybody. Uh, enjoy the racing, 5 o'clock, Fox Sports 2. Uh, we roused James Flowers, and he responded today. Great job today. Uh, want to thank Daryl Wood, Jill Byrne, Steve Young, Frank Vespi, and, of course, Derby Bill. We'll see you next week. Off to the races, 10 o'clock post time. Personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.